left on their face with a hobnailed boot and broke their nose. One, two, three. Bullshit. Welcome to the Title Run Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Bethay. Today we're coming to you from the Hercules Zero to Hero Studios to talk to you about some baseball. And since there is no actual baseball to talk about other than the union and the owners squabbling over money, we decided to come to you with a list, the best of the Atlanta Braves from 2010. So we're going to give you our own all-decade team for you to argue and debate. So let's go ahead and get right to it. Starting at first base, and this is probably the easiest choice in this entire list, is Freddie Freeman. Freddie's accumulated a war of 37.4 over this decade from 2010 to 2019 with four all-star appearances, a gold glove, and a silver slugger. And Freddie was the easy choice because he's been the Braves' full-time starter since 2011, so there's not really any debate. And I think what really marks Freddie's time here in Atlanta is his consistency at first base with having such sure hands and just such a, and such a steady bat. And he's gone from being just a – good first baseman, which for a long time was one of the best, deepest positions in baseball, to arguably being the best first baseman in the entire game. And not only does Freeman rank as the best first baseman of the last decade, he's in the running to be the best Braves first baseman ever. When you look at Freddie's career 162 averages, his 162 game averages are 293 batting average, 27 home runs, 97 RBIs, and a, th- and a 379 on-base percentage for his counting stats. So Freddie is the easy, obvious, and uncontroversial choice at first base. You just made the list! Moving on to second base, this is a little more controversial because the Braves more or less had a revolving door at second base for a lot of the decade. But ultimately, we settled on the Braves' current first uh, second baseman, Ozzie Albies, who in his two years has accumulated a war of 9.9, made an all-star game, and already won a silver slugger. So when you look at the Braves' second baseman this decade, the people you're comparing all these two are people like Martin Prado, who did make an all-star game there, Dan Ugla, Kelly Johnson, Tommy LaStella, and Tyler Pasternicki. So as you can see, it's not exactly stiff competition. And so Albies is one of only three Braves second basemen to make an all-star team since 1983. And he has the highest back-to-back war seasons of any second baseman for the Braves this millennium. And he's the only one to ever win a silver slugger. Here are Aussie's 162 game averages, 279 batting average, 23 home runs, 80 RBIs, which is really good pop for a second baseman. He's got good counting stats, an on-base percentage of 332, and an OPS of 806. So Aussie is a slam dunk for the Braves' second baseman of the decade, even with just two years of service time under his belt. The next one, as we move on to third, did cause some debate. So eventually we settled on Chipper Jones, but that wasn't without some contention uh, among the people that helped compile this list. There was a heavy push for this guy. The third baseman, bringer of rain, Josh Donaldson. So now let's explain why. Chipper is obviously a first bout Hall of Famer, and during his age 38, 39, and 40 seasons, which was 2010 through 2012, he accumulated a war of 7.7. So that makes him a pretty easy choice over people like Chris Johnson, who had the one year where he won the random batting title. Um, Juan Francisco, I doubt many people even remember him. Johan Camargo and even Adonis Garcia. But Josh Donaldson's 2019 season, where he put up a monster war of 6.1, playing great defense and also hitting 37 home runs. 
including making an all-star game and the fact that Josh Donaldson's single-season war of 6.1 just about matches Chipper Jones' war of 7.7 over three years. It made it a little bit of a debate. Ultimately, Chipper gets the nod because he was still a two-time all-star, although probably had heavily based on reputation, and because of just his longevity and consistency. It's essentially three years versus one year, and there's also the nostalgia factor. I mean, you're not going to make a list and leave Chipper Jones off, let's be honest. So not only is he the best third baseman this decade, he's arguably the best third baseman in Atlanta history, and some people would even say the best switch hitter in baseball history. So Chipper's 162 game averages through 2010 and 2012, 276 average, 15 home runs, 86 RBIs, 365 on base percentage, and an 817 OPS. So while Donaldson's one year was great, Chipper is the choice for the best third baseman of the decade. Moving on to shortstop, the choice there is Andrelton Simmons. So Simmons from 2012 to 2015 put up a 17.4 war, won two gold gloves, and was without question the best defensive shortstop in the game. Simmons never made an all-star team, but he was an invaluable part of the Braves' core from 2013 to 2015 when he was really a full-time starter. And he's already in discussion as one of the best defensive shortstops ever. I mean, when you watch Simmons, it's very rare to watch SportsCenter to see someone make defensive highlights. And that's how it was with him is you would watch just waiting to see what crazy thing he was going to do, whether it was tagging someone between his legs at second base or making insane throws across the diamond. He was a human highlight film on defense. I mean, I I won't compare him to Ozzy because I know that's blasphemous, but he was the most exciting defensive player we've had since Andrew Jones. And unfortunately, Simmons never quite put it together at the plate. He hit just 256 with an on-base percentage of just 304. And his lack of growth at the plate ultimately is what kind of made him expendable here in Atlanta uh, when we started to rebuild. But his glove earns him honors on this list over some of the best shortstops of the decade, such as Dansby Swanson, Alex Gonzalez, and Eric Ibar. Yeah, that was a thing. Andleton's 162-game averages, 256 batting average, 10 home runs, 55 RBI, 304 on base percentage, and a 666 OPS. And he is the shortstop of the decade for the Atlanta Braves. Your outfield for the decade is going to be probably where there's the most debate slash controversy. But our three outfielders are Jason Hayward, Ender Enciarte, and Ronald Acuna Jr. Now, Acuna is the one that's not going to cause any bit of a stir because at 21 years old, his resume already includes an all-star selection and a silver slugger and leading the National League in run score and stolen bases in 2019. He's 21, and last year he just missed a 40-40 season at age 21 because he got hurt at the end of the year and missed like a week. And so he's well on his way to superstardom after putting together one of the best offensive seasons and one of the best bat flip montages of any Braves outfielder this decade. So in his two years, his 162 game averages, and these are insane, 285 batting average, 41 home runs, 100 RBIs, 365 on base percentage, and an 897 OPS. And again, the kid's 21 years old. So he's the one that there was no debate about. The one that gets people up in arms is Ender Enciarte. So, despite a really putrid uh, 2019 season, 
Enciarte has three gold gloves and an all-star appearance in four years with Atlanta. And he's got a 10.6 war, most of that on defense, which is second only to Jason Hayward among all outfitters this decade. I mean, I think people forget how good he was his first two years at Atlanta because he's been so up and down the last year and a half. And last year he barely played uh, the second half of the season. But his 162-game averages in Atlanta, 283 batting average, 9.2 home runs, 54.5 RBIs, an on-base percentage of 342, and an OPS of 734. And, again, a lot of Ender's value is the fact that he is an elite defensive outfielder with the amount of ground he can cover and his sure hands. As for Jason Hayward, who is a favorite whipping boy of many Braves fans, he had a 23.2 war during his time with the Braves from 2010 to 2014, which is twice as high as the next closest Braves outfielder, which is Ender Enciarte. He made an all-star game his rookie year, and he won two gold gloves. And the problem with Hayward isn't that he wasn't good. It's that he was either injured or inconsistent, and he never really reached the full promise of his all-star rookie season. Those were actually his career highs in on-base percentage and OPS. And he deter- he developed into a really standout defensive outfielder, but he just never quite became the kind of hitter consistently that people thought he would be. So his 162-game averages in Atlanta, batting average of 262, 20 home runs, 70 RBIs, 351 on-base percentage, and an 781 OPS. And while I know people may not like this pick, you have to consider totality of who Jason Hayward was as a player and realize that the Braves really haven't had a ton of outfield talent. So the honorable mentions on this list are Nick Markakis and Justin Upton. Upton is remembered fondly for his offense here in Atlanta, but he had an overall war of 5.9 in his two years here from in 2013 and 2014. A negative defensive war of 2.8 and offensively, he put up 56 home runs and 172 RBIs for his counting stats, batting average of 267 and an on-base percentage of 348. So while he was good, he wasn't putting up Ronald Acuna numbers. As for Marquez, it's hard to believe that it's already been five years since he signed with the Braves after that neck surgery and nine years with the Baltimore Orioles. But he's essentially had four solid years of the Braves and one legitimately good year in 2018 where he won a gold glove and made his first all-star team at age 34. The problem is when you add up his total war over his time with the Braves, he has a total war of 5.0, which is less than Ronald Acuna put up just last year. And even Jason Hayward had multiple years with a war over 5.0. And Ender Enciarte has two seasons with a war that's higher than anything Marquez has ever had at the Braves. So even though Cakes has been a better-than-average outfielder with one legitimately good year during his time with the Braves, including an all-star game appearance and a gold glove, he does not have the same kind of impact metrics that the other three on our list have. That brings us to catcher, which is another position where I don't expect there to be much disagreement, but the clear and obvious choice there is Brian McCann, who played for the Braves this decade um, from 2010 to 2013 and then returned in 2019. And obviously he played at the Braves for several years during the aughts. But uh, he has a war for this decade of 10.0 with three all-star selections and two silver sluggers. BMAC is the only Braves catcher this decade to make an all-star team. And he leads all catchers this decade in war. Um, he only trails Javi Lopez on the Braves' all-time list and hits home runs and runs scored. So he's one of only two Braves catchers to ever win a silver slugger. And he's the only one that's won it this decade, which makes him a pretty clear choice. And as for his 162 game averages, a 255 batting average, 
27 home runs, 88 RBIs, and those are really good counting stats for a catcher, and a 355 on on-base percentage. So without much debate, Brian McCann is the Braves' all-decade catcher. That leads us to starting pitcher, where there was a pretty heated debate about the two really clear choices, and those two choices are Julio Tehran and Tim Hudson. Now, for those of you that just punched your phone at the mention of Julio Tehran's name, hear us out. Um, He started six consecutive open days from 2014 to 2019, which is probably more of an indication of how bad Brave starting pitching was. But um, he's the only starter this decade to make multiple all-star teams. And those were both legitimately good years in 2014 and 2016. They're not just the pity picks that they get. Um, And his career in Atlanta essentially boils down to five slightly above average seasons combined with two really good ones. He had a 77 and 73 record, but he leads all brave starters this decade in war, innings pitched, wins, and strikeouts. Meanwhile, Tim Hudson's 2010 season, where he was an all-star at age 34, is arguably the best single season of any Braves pitcher this decade, with the other two options being Mike Soroka's 2019 season and Julio Tehran's 2014 season. So Huddy pitched the 2010 through 2013 seasons with the Braves, had a winning record every year, and his best ERA was 2.83, with his worst ERA being 3.97. He essentially had one great year in 2010, and then three just really solid years back-to-back-to-back. So the question becomes... Do you look at Huddy's peak year and his three solid years and value those more than Julio Tehran, who essentially had one peak year and a bunch of solid average seasons and then a lot more longevity? In the end, Tehran got the nod on this list because he has a better whip and a better strikeout rate than Hudson, and he has longevity of nine seasons versus three. Hudson does have the advantage in ERA and win percentage, But Tehran's career stats are actually a lot better than most Braves fans realize. He has a career ERA of 3.67. He averages 5.9 innings per start, which has always been a sore spot for Braves fans. He never gets hurt, but he doesn't necessarily go deep in games consistently. Um, His strikeouts per nine innings is 7.8, which blows Hudson's away. I believe his was in the fives during his last three years with the Braves. His whip is 1.21, and his strikeout-to-walk ratio is 2.59. One of the frustrations for Braves fans is that Julio Tehran comes at the tail end of 20 years of absolutely outstanding pitching. So when you consider Braves having number one starters or number two starters like John Smoltz, Tom Glavin, Greg Maddox, Tehran is sort of representative of this huge gap in elite starting pitching for the Braves franchise. Tehran's not a bad pitcher, but Tehran is probably the third or fourth starter for a championship caliber team. And it's hard for Braves fans to wrap their mind around the idea that this is one of the best pitchers of the last decade for this franchise. Finally, the relief pitcher for the Braves, and this is another easy one, is Craig Kimbrell. Kimbrell enjoyed a four-year run in Atlanta as the most dominant closer in all of baseball. And he was an easy choice over Jim Johnson, Narodis Vizcaino, Johnny Venters, Eric Flaherty, and any reliever that the Braves trotted out in 2019. Um, he holds the franchise record for saves at 186 and led the National League in saves every year from 2011 to 2020 to 2014, and he won Rookie of the Year in 2011. So not only is he the undisputed king of relievers for the 2010s, he is arguably the best reliever in franchise history, and his career averages with the Braves are an ERA of 1.42, an average of 46 saves per season, which is just insane, and a strikeout per nine innings ratio of 7.8. So Kimbrell is easily the reliever of the decade, 
Rounding out this roster for the Braves 2010s. A few honorable mentions to recap. Justin Upton, Martin Prado, Nick Markakis, Tim Hudson, and Josh Donaldson. So that's our list, but we'd like to hear from you. Who do we miss? Who do we forget? Let us know. If you enjoyed the drops that you heard throughout our episode, give a shout out to Billy the Intern. This is Dave Bethay from the Title Run Podcast. Thank you for listening.